<laughs> Welcome to episode 11 of the Scholar Sage podcast. I had to think there. I couldn't remember what number we were on. Too many to count. Too many to count. It feels a bit like that, doesn't it? It's going on. I mean, if you add them together, that's many hours conversations. Sometimes with myself. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> which is a bit worrying, isn't it? <laughs> Especially uh, sometimes I've argued with myself on these podcasts. It's good. Yeah. Well, Some, I'm here. Somebody's at, got to. Somebody's got to. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here with Rob. Uh, today once more hi guys They're also known as Mr Aspel or that shady fellow who helps me run uh, Shantian College he doesn't help me run it he's the other person who I help him run it don't really help each other do we no not really actually make our teaching life more difficult it's good I fun, think it's yeah good it is entertaining so yeah I'm back with Robbie. he's a Chinese medicine fellow um, and we're going to be talking a bit of crap but mostly talking a little bit about addiction uh, today from a Chinese medicine perspective of course mm. Uh, to sort of break down what it is and how it works and what it isn't as well, actually. Yeah, I think, I think this is quite a popular topic within Chinese medicine. Um, well, it's very popular in general. <laughs> it's very popular, Statistics yeah, yeah. in general <laughs> seem to vary between 1 in 10 and 1 in 7, or I saw one very doom and gloom statistic, 1 in 5 people suffer with or live with an addiction. It depends what you're addicted in to. In Western society. It depends what you're addicted to. What do you mean? Could be fun. Oh, well, I suppose. <laughs> well, it starts out that way, doesn't it? Not many people aim to be an addict yeah, well, I suppose it. in the beginning do they they always that's think they're going to be the exception the one that can get away one can get away with it yeah but it, it's you know so many people are um, dealing or living with an addiction of a various of various sorts and, and straight away people think about sort of well the obvious things cocaine and heroin yeah. and what have you but there's all sorts of addictions anything really well, lots of people are addicted to alcohol, obviously. Yes, yeah, you get yeah, yeah. obvious stuff. The guy yeah. who smells a urine propping up the bar in your local Weatherspoons. Yeah, it's right always Weatherspoons, isn't it, in the UK? In the UK, what is it in America? Uh, I, I don't know. America's weird you because just got, you got back from there, haven't you? I have. I just spent a month there, but America's quite strange in bars because if you're in a dive bar, what they call a dive bar, which is yeah. basically means a shithole, okay, then you're allowed to basically do whatever you like, as far as I can make out. You're allowed to wet yourself and prop up the bar. I think it's expected. Okay, actually, All right. I think it's part of it. But if you're not in a dive bar, then you're not allowed to be drunk. I've discovered. You're killing me. Yeah, so I've been in bars in America. <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> relatively sober. Yeah, actually, I, I spend a lot of time in bars for a man who doesn't really drink very much. Yeah, sure. It's good fun. It's good atmosphere. Yeah, generally, especially when you're traveling a bit, because you yeah. generally meet people at the bar. And then within five minutes of talking, you wonder why. You wonder why. Yeah, wonder why. But yeah, so I sat at the bar. And the amount of times I've been in there, and then someone's come in, and they've been a bit drunk. And I remember, I remember being in one bar in... Is that America or Canada? Somewhere over there. Same yeah, place, yeah. isn't it? America, Canada? I believe so. Yeah. I'm sure they don't mind it when you say that. No. So, like when they think England, Scotland, Wales and Ireland. And, and Australia. S- and Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Same country. South Africa is all the same country when you're over there. Yeah. Speak the same language. Yeah. So, uh, I've been in, I was in a bar over there and a guy come in and he was all right. He was a bit, he was a bit inebriated, nothing too terrible. And the uh, bar lady kept coming over and she kept going, are you all right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. checking, and I was thinking, I've actually had that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I've seen that like, why are you asking me? He's all right. He's just a bit <laughs> drunk. And then a few minutes later, a couple of doormen come and got him under one under each arm, <laughs> took him out, dumped him on the streets. Oh. To me, in a UK pub on a Friday night, he would be mildly yeah, yeah. intoxicated, but to, to the people in the bar, he was hammered. Like, they just have a different definition of it. And mm-hmm. I thought, that's rich, isn't it? You just sold him all that you alcohol. You just sold him all that alcohol. <laughs> He's been yeah. sat there. You've been making money off of him. Drinking, drowning his sorrows. Poor fellow says hello to me and you throw him out. So, yeah, in America, you're not allowed to be drunk in a bar. In Britain, you have to be drunk in a bar. I think so. And that's why Weatherstones is, is so. Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons, yeah. not Weatherstones. That's the bookshop, Waterstones. Waterstones. Uh, Weatherspoons. <laughs> you don't drink in bookshops. No, no. Yeah, Weatherspoons. 
if you're not from the UK, there are pubs that I believe open at like 10 in the morning. You can get yeah. a drink at 10, can't you? Yeah, you could really be drunk good. by 11 if Easy. you're really good at it. 10 past 10. 10 past 10, if you're really fucking good. If you're really good. If you yeah. sort of. If you're a pro drinker. Yeah, skip the bar, straight to the toilet, and down the bleach that's <laughs> underneath the uh, urinal, and you can be drunk by 10 past 10. Hey, we're, gonna, we're selling Weatherspoons, aren't we? Yeah, it's a real alcoholics pub. It's, a, it's an ugly, yeah. ugly place. Sponsors this chat show. <laughs> I haven't been in a Weatherspoon in years. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. They're around, are they? They're fucking everywhere. You're kidding me? They're all over the place. Yeah, oh. they just they hide it behind fancy names so you don't okay. They're not recognise it's a Weatherspoons. Right. You go in, then you pick up the menu because they're gastro pubs. Oh, aren't fucking they? here like, again. Oh, it's a bloody <laughs> Weatherspoons. They caught me food. out. Yeah, so you, obviously alcohol is a big one. Yeah. But there's hidden alcohol addiction, isn't there? Hidden. Sort of the old red wine at home. Yeah, I'm not talking about hiding a can of Fosters under the toilet <laughs> cistern or something. But, you no, know, but it's, yeah, people people rely on it to get home, have a glass of wine to, yeah. to get over the day. But they, they do that every single day. Couple well, yeah, of in my opinion, if you drink more than five times a week, yeah, or five or five times a week, if you like, even if it's one drink, you're an addict. It becomes to, an addict. To some extent, yeah, an addiction. Yeah, 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 yeah I think so. Definitely. Yeah. So, but then you've got other addictions as well. I mean, a lot of people are addicted to social media these days. Yeah, I mean, this is what we've got to maybe talk about is a, what is an addiction. And an addiction to sex, and pornography. Sex addiction, pornography. I mean, that's funny. That's recognised now, isn't it? I remember as a kid, if you said you were addicted to sex, that's just a bit weird. Yeah. Nobody really recognised it. Now it's a recognised sort of addiction. And yeah, pornography yeah. addiction is a major one for a lot of, especially younger people. Mm. And then, of course, you've got, yeah, social media addiction. Social media, shopping. Shopping. How many people compulsive shopping? Do people have a yeah, big addiction? Shopping. shopping. Yeah, people are addicted to shopping, spending money. It could be a damaging one, couldn't it? Especially <laughs> yeah. if you've got an expensive taste. Could be. Could <laughs> be. Yeah. Then uh, addiction to social media is an odd one. The amount of people who can't help but look at their telephone yeah. every couple of minutes. Yeah. And you, if you take it away, they get really stressed. It becomes a almost. habit, doesn't it? I see. I see parents shouting illogically at their kids because their kid disturbed. You kidding me? Use of looking at social media yeah. or a telephone. Yeah. It's getting big though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well, it's basically part of what us. What is that? Now, isn't Somebody it? said something Mobile to me the other brain. day. The, um, what was it? Fear of missing out. Fear of FOMO. Fear, yeah, that's fear it. Of missing fear, out. Yeah, fear what of missing it? out. I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? People don't want to miss out on other people's lives and miss out on what's on going on. On the fake life they're presented the through social of, media. Exactly. Yeah, Whereas yeah. I only present complete honesty Absolutely. on my social media accounts. Complete honesty. Including my yacht that I recently posted. Hey man, that's a nice yacht. It's, it is a nice yacht. I really like the. There's uh, quite a few people annoyed at me for having deck. a yacht. When if you look really closely, it was very badly photoshopped. But, but more interesting, actually, if you look really closely at the photo of my yacht, you notice it was in, probably in something like Barbados or something. Yeah, yeah. So we're in actual parking. fact is actually in Bermuda. It's in, yes. <laughs> Just about afford a rowing boat. A rowing boat. Yeah. <laughs> Dingy. So addictions. We better start talking about them. That's what we're here for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's quite sad, actually. I saw a lot, a lot of people, um, especially suffering quite badly with addictions in America. Certain okay. towns, it's very, very in your face. Yeah. You know how like they clean it up in some towns? So you don't see it. When they clean it up means they hide it, don't they? Yeah, they take that person and they shove them over there, so you in can't see town. it. Yeah. yeah, you don't see it. You know, around some of the posher parts, some but of the posher regions, but you do see it in places like Miami. Okay, it's like I saw really a lot in in, uh, in Washington when I was over there with you. Yeah. Yeah, there was quite a bit there, I thought. I mean, nothing like Miami, I guess. No, there's a lot of people really suffering over there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny that it's such a major part of life, Mm -hmm. I suppose, for um, a lot of people. 
and yet at the same time, is it discussed that much in Chinese medicine? It is. It is a little bit, but it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's even some herbal formulas that they used to use for certain okay. addictions and stuff. Yeah, sure. And uh, you know, mainly for like withdrawals and stuff. Yes. You know, it's, it's discussed a little bit, but not a great deal. I mean, no, it's getting, acupuncture not so much either, right? No, a but it's, bit. it's getting bigger, isn't it? With uh, you know, people are. Offer, I mean, I don't know what it's like in the US or other countries, but in the UK, um, yes. they're starting to use a lot of acupuncture on even on the NHS. And the yeah. government-funded schemes to use acupuncture and especially um, auricular therapy. Oh, I, rem- I remember working in the drug and alcohol services in uh, Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the UK, and they stuck everybody on the NADA okay, yeah. protocol. As yeah, soon so as they come in, they NADA stuck the needles the, in. The auricular and, thing, right? Sorry, the auricular thing, isn't it? Uri- yeah, auricular acupuncture. Sorry, I should say. Yeah, so they got everybody who come in, every single person come mm-hmm. in, normally to get clean needles. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, heroin needles, not yes, acupuncture yeah, yeah. needles. <laughs> come in for clean needles, and uh, I worked there for like a year or something, and they come in and they'd um, stick acupuncture needles in their ears, and it got to a point where I couldn't figure out if it actually helped them or if they just liked having more needles like stuck more in. Needles, it was yeah, just more yeah. needles, just another excuse to have needles well, in. And go. the girl who did it was quite sexy, so I do think there was a little Possibly. bit of a... It would mess up with the research. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have ear, 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 <laughs> acupuncture. Whatever yeah. you say. Whatever you say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm not, I'm not sure if it helped people. I don't know. Um, there's probably people who swear by it. What do you reckon? I don't know enough about it. I don't no, know either. I've you, not you done the NADA protocol. I mean, yeah. as you know, as acupuncturists ourselves, we're usually quite against protocols and uh, just same same thing for all and stuff. And it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, I'm also yeah. against stuff that's boring. Yeah, which is I know is the shittest reason ever. But just using the same five needles. So even yeah, if auricular acupuncture was the cure for cancer, AIDS, the common cold, addiction, yeah. and major, God, I still wouldn't do it because it's just boring. Refer on. Just <laughs> refer, refer on, yeah. yeah. That guy does not. Don't go it's, over there. It's too boring for me. Go over there. I can't do that. It's terrible, isn't it? Sometimes when I yeah. do acupuncture, I go to put a point in. And I'm like, oh, that's boring. It's a boring point. I'll find sure, sure there's a better one. Than that. But there's this weird point. I can yeah. use this one. Hey, that's, yeah. Will it help him? No, but no, it's way more fun. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird and wonderful. Nobody's ever used it before. <laughs> it's, it's not a point. It's not stomach thirty six. You're teaching a Ricky acupuncture soon, aren't you, Rob? Uh, yeah, I am. You'll enjoy that one. You can't wait. Looking forward to it. Why? What's wrong with teaching a Ricky acupuncture? It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it just lacks a certain creativity, doesn't it? It does, yeah, yeah. But I, I if know. it works, that's great. No, it, do you know what? It is effective. It is, it is okay. effective for, for what I have used it for. Does it work for addictions then? I think a lot of people use it for um, mental, emotional related stuff, which obviously okay. addictions is a huge part of that, isn't it? Yes. So, you know, well, it's, it's primarily um, uh, associated with the Shen, right? So yes. I think, you know, auricular therapy is quite good for that sort of stuff. From, from from what I've done myself and what I've heard from others, you know, people use it a lot for mental, emotional stuff. Okay. So I think it has its place, but I just, I'm more of a body acupuncture yeah. kind of person, you know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying microsystems don't work, but I don't like, I tend not to use microsystems myself. I've just never got into Any them. at all? Not at all? Not really. No, okay. no, no. So, I mean, with the twin are some, some abdominal stuff. Yes. Um, but in terms of acupuncture, no, just, just mainly body stuff. No, me either, really. No, not really. I guess for me, especially because so many of the classical f- theories can't be applied to it, I guess it never okay. had that draw, especially yeah, when I was sure. younger and I was learning yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chinese medicine. Often you, you, you find you find a system that works for you and you stick with it, right? Yeah. And uh, I was always very comfortable before I got introduced to any other um, microsystems. I was just very confident and com- and happy with what I was doing, really. Okay, so sure. I, just never yeah. ex- I never branched out into the microsystems. But, you know, Auricula is one of those main ones that are... Used quite a lot, quite successfully. So I think it can uh, I remember the lady who did the uh, NADA <laughs> protocol in the the drug rehabilitation centre, and she was really well meaning, but she, I don't. She wasn't an acupuncturist. She yeah. only learned the NADA thing. Yeah. So everyone come in and had their needles in and that, and then she'd give them a really thick elastic band that they put around their wrist. Really? As well? Yeah. Like CBT. Yeah. What? Like CBT? What's that mean? 
That psychological psychotherapy. So uh, I, I cognitive, don't know. If that's what the cognitive. Term. Oh, behavioural therapy. therapy. Okay, yeah. yeah, maybe I don't know. So every time they went out and they wanted to shoot up with heroin, they had to flick themselves yeah, very yeah, hard yeah. with the elastic band. It seemed a little underpowered for extreme <laughs> heroin addicts, in my opinion, but well, well meaning. But it did mean they had a handy tourniquet at hand whenever they required it. <laughs> so, <laughs> very practical. Practical, yeah. <laughs> Two uses. Yeah. The addictions, uh, I, think, I think one of the complications for something like addictions is, is I think that there needs to be a clear distinction immediately for people looking at it with the uh, terminology that's used. Okay. You know me with terminology, I'm quite a stickler for it. Yeah, I think, well, it's important to see where people are on the same page, right? Yeah, and I think habits and behaviours and addictions yeah, probably yeah. need separating out well, a little bit. Before, actually. Yeah, I think mm. what we, maybe we need to define what is an addiction. I mean, you, you've spent yeah. a lot of time working in this area, not just in Chinese medicine, but obviously outside of Chinese medicine as well. both sides of the fence, both I'll sides be totally honest. Yeah. Well, that fence as well. But I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> It's important, I think, to understand what we're talking about when we say an addictions. Yeah. You know, because you have a very specific specific view on what an addiction is and what when it becomes yeah. a habit or... or I think or, from, a, from a Chinese medicine perspective, I do. I, I don't yeah, know yeah. if it agrees with the Western. No, no, I mean, well, I really yeah, no, it we're not coming from that point of view, but no. the difference between habit and, like you say, a behavior. Yes. Which, well, what, what does it take to actually become an addiction and what is an addiction? So I'll give you my definition and maybe see if yours differs yes, a little yeah, bit because yeah, yeah. we've not had a lot of discussion on addictions no. ever really, have we? No, I really. don't think. So I, got, I would say that a, a habit erodes the will. Yeah. It's a behavior that erodes the will. Yeah. Well, maybe we can look at that in a minute mm-hmm. and see if we agree or not on that one. Mm-hmm. And I would say an attachment is based in the pole in an aspect of the okay. consciousness. Yeah. It an, an attachment can become a habit, but it's not necessarily a habit. Okay. See, my definition would be the other way around. A habit can become an attachment. Yeah, I would say either way. So yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. And then an addiction is something that has misted the mind. Yes. Okay. Very specific yeah, Chinese medicine yeah. terminology there that yeah. I, you wouldn't find yeah. in Western psychology. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I guess where I would come from as well with addictions, yeah. Depends on what the addiction is and, and, and how it's presented, I guess. But yeah, I think to me, so you're saying habit is more, I mean, these are, these are rough guidelines, right? Habit is yeah. more je, eroding the will. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Um, and attachment is obviously the po, to yep. the, to the, the po spirit. And then an addiction is more the shen and the heart and the phlegm missing the mind, right? Yeah. And to me, an addiction is actually quite an extreme uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I would say that an attachment um, and a habit can both be broken with a little bit of behavioural changing, yeah. maybe the elastic band on the wrist, okay. but maybe yeah, not. that makes sense. Um, habit, behavioural changing, and probably self awareness mm-hmm. and discussion of it. Yeah. Whereas an addiction cannot. Yeah. So when it becomes addiction so, needs treatment. So when it becomes an addiction, a true addiction from a Chinese medicine yes. perspective, that's a lot more severe, and that's when really the phlegm is missing the mind, and that's yes. when, yeah, treatment is is. It's difficult for them to beat this on their own. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you really I would say in the majority of cases, it's almost impossible. Yeah, you need intervention. Yeah, there's always so, those people who can. Isn't I mean, there, my view is very similar. Right? But obviously, you know, we and we've got everything in between, right? So, to mm-hmm. me, an addiction depends what the addiction is, depends how it's presenting, but it can mm-hmm. also have quite a strong po aspect as well. Yeah. So, to, yeah. to me, is that that attachment? Or I mean, yeah, it gets complicated because why did they turn to that in the first place? But certainly, when it becomes an addiction, yes, when that that thing where they, they literally cannot get out of this. Yes, they cannot see the way out of it. That that's yeah, phlegm in the mind. Yeah, yeah, because there's a loss of a lack of control. Yeah, yeah, completely. So maybe maybe we should define each of those. Maybe explain what we mean by those terms. I think so. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah, bit. Give some examples, perhaps. Yeah. Should I start? Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, with go um, go for it. I don't know a habit. 
Habit. It's good habit. Habits. So a habit, to me, I mean, certainly because I come from the a perspective of an alchemical tradition and a, a spiritual psychological condition, really, for th- uh, tradition within yes. sort of um, yeah. meditation and things like that. Habits are discussed a great deal. And the idea being that a lot of people's behaviors are habits all of the time anyway. There's yeah. a great um, discussion going on within those traditions or there often is about whether we even have any free will okay, or yeah, whether sure. we are essentially operating largely Un- to do with really. yeah, yeah, unconscious habits we've yeah, learned. Yeah. So we already know what we like and what we don't like. Yeah, preferences, and yeah, and desires. Yeah, and all sure. these are all linked to our habits. If mm. we know we like something, we tend to have a leaning towards it. But if you have an, a spontaneous... No, sorry, not a spontaneous. If you have a conditioned habit that you're just running like an autopilot program, okay. it erodes the will. Yeah. Like your free will even goes down. Cause yeah, even yeah. if you're not trying to kick the habit, yep. the body knows that it is a habit and it knows that it hasn't got that free will, so it will erode the... Yeah, the right? so a habit can be anything from smoking a cigarette, yeah. uh, especially when you're stressed or something. Your habit can be shit, stressed, wife well, hates I, me, I job shit, smoke a cigarette... That's the automatic habit. I haven't even thought, I haven't even realized I've lit the cigarette until, fuck, it's in my hand and it's half smoked. Yeah. That's the kind of habit. It's like yes. autopilot, autopilot that you're yeah. running. But it could also be anything through to like it touching the doorknob three times when you're going out of the house yeah. or something. So that's, right? that's OCD, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah. that's OCD. And I think that, that yeah. I mean, that's rooted in, yeah, definitely erodes the jerk. But that's rooted yeah. in also where did that OCD come from? Because you have OCD sure. that's based on obviously fears and insecurities. Have I yes. locked the door three times before I've gone to bed kind of thing? Yes. Or then you've got the OCD which is linked to. I don't know, perfection, which would be more, in my eyes, be more po. So, you know, okay. if, is everything spot on? Have I washed my hands three times kind of thing? And, and, and so it depends where these are rooted, right? So, so I, would, I would say that essentially OCD hmm. is just a habit that's yes. strong enough to be noticed. Yes, okay, yeah. So often sense. I would say yeah. that OCD, a lot of people are on that spectrum anyway. They just don't Notice really it, yeah. register oh, yeah, it to a sure. certain extent. You know? I mean, a habit is also, it's not just something as, as strongly or as obvious as like smoking or, yes. or things like this. It can be things just... Routine, right? Just in the yes. same, you know, if you're stuck in, if you're stuck in routine, yes. I don't know if this is the same from a, a meditation, yeah, cultivation yeah. point of view, but yeah. if you're stuck in routine, that's going to erode the will, right? Yeah, that's and anything erode. that stops you having free will because you're running automatic yeah. Yeah. programs means that part of your spirit, the jur, yeah. the will, your personal mm. free will, mm. is going to be pushed to the rear so yeah. it's going to deplete you so ultimately what it'll do is within your body deplete your jing or your essence i mean i think that's it's, it's important isn't there's a saying we, we must be spontaneous in what we do yeah well you that's know? why Taoism very much emphasize okay. spontaneity right yeah. and I, I mean i think spontaneity is, is huge you know it's just not the obviously not just the adventurous side in people it's not just for those people it's, it's yeah. just just having that spontaneity spontaneity and not repeating mindlessly it, it's yeah. like you say it might not be a habit as in smoking or, or yes. having that glass of wine every night it's it's just doing the same thing Change it up, change it up. It's really important because that yeah. otherwise you're eroding the will. And I think that's why a lot of people end up really uh, jing and kidney and yeah. yin deficient over yeah. the course of their lives. And sometimes they haven't even done hard manual labor. They're no, just repeating the same pattern day in, mundane. day out. Every yeah. day is exactly the same. Yeah. Free will starts to disappear, and because that spirit's not emphasized, the jing starts to be depleted. Yes, yeah. and then the white personality. It's like you say, it's not it's not utilizing the shen. It's not utilizing the hun. Yeah. So it, it's, there's no actual draw upon the on or stimulation of the kidneys yeah. to to root these because there's no there's no adventure, there's no spontaneity. So it just becomes if you don't use it, you lose it, right? Yeah, so, and, and sadly true. that can happen in relationships, long term yeah. marriages, and things like that. So exactly. people can actually their partners can become depleting because yeah. there's no spontaneity. Definitely. So there has to be, you know, people have to look for 
spontaneity within that relationship in order to stop that happening. You know? I think that's really important, isn't it? I mean, obviously, we've, mm. we've come to discuss addiction, but I think... You know, uh-huh. that, Off topic. F- forget addiction. We'll just talk about habits. Yeah. But no, I think that's really important is it's not just, yeah, it's lack of spontaneity, lack of adventure, and just yes. too much routine in people's lives because this is going to affect so many people. So many people that, you know, obviously, yep. this is a Chinese medicine uh, uh, podcast, I guess, today. So we've got a lot of um, practitioners listening, hopefully. But, you know, in, in people's clinics... Mm-hmm. If, even if they're not coming across smokers or, or drinkers or whatever, they're going to come across people that have a routine, habitual life. They're just fucking bored. Yeah, that's like it. Like often people go, bored. Why, yeah. you know, and I will, I get patients coming and go, why am I not stimulated? Why is my jing deficient? Why? It's because you're bored. See, that's why I don't do a regular. It's too boring. It's too boring. It erodes my jing. It becomes a routine jing. <laughs> so they, they say, like, what do I do? Well, you know, do I need to change my food? Do I need to change my diet? Yeah, sure, possibly. Yeah, take up figure skating. Take up figure skating. You know what I mean? Hey, so we've got, hey, listen, we've got, he's not going to like me for saying this, but we've got, we've got a student that used to be um, by all accounts, a very good figure skater. A very good figure skater. I don't know if I should mention his name. He'll hate me. Is that Dave? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he doesn't look like a figure skater, to be he fair. He doesn't, does he? Because to me, a figure skater, maybe I'm a bit of a caveman, but I yeah. associate that with a man in sort of luminous tights. Spandex, yeah, yeah. I can't see Dave in spandex. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Maybe he looked good in spandex. He's got very muscly legs. Maybe we'll see. Quite short. You're listening, Dave. Short, muscly legs. Dave wants to see your spandex. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? He's, he's on, uh, we see him in a week, don't we? For a Do we? Yeah, he's on the acupuncture course. Oh, yeah. That'll be nice to see. You want to pass your exam, Dave? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Get his bandlegs on. Yeah, well, anything. Figure skating, bungee yeah. jumping. No, I mean, this is one of the, 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 the nine the heart palaces, isn't it? Nine heart pains, nine heart palaces. You know, this is part of it, having adventure in your life. Yes. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's very important that we, yes. you, know, you don't need to be cliff diving or, or bungee jumping or anything like this. But that's you do quite need bad for the adrenals in a lot of cases, which depletes the Don't knock it until you try it. No, right, true. Okay, yeah. it's good for me. I'm not easily excited, but. No, we'll go cliff diving. There's one down there. Yeah, Ronnie's found one. I'd be snoring halfway down. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's one of the nine heart palaces. You have to have some kind of adventure in your life. And that might be something as crazy as just... If you go into the same restaurant having the same food, just try a different dish. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Try a different (laughs) dish. That's adventurous to some. You've got food attachments. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Try a different dish. Try a different dish. Imagine that. You come for a treatment. Or try to try a different dish. Different side side. Any dish at all. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just be spontaneous. Just have something different. Yeah. The spontaneity that allows the, the freedom of the will to express itself can actually, will, will tonify and stimulate the kidneys, right? Yes. And bringing this rag around to the subject of addiction, what I would say is a lot of what people call addictions, in a lot of cases, are actually, to me, habits. They're actual habits, yeah. They're actual habits. Yeah. And the behaviours, yeah. So definitely. a lot of time when people smoke, not always, because obviously smoking can be an addiction too, but some to, yeah. smoking, yeah, it can lead to it, and some coffee drinking and some yeah. addiction to maybe even the mobile phone and yeah. social media, your iPad or whatever, is actually habits rather than addiction. I think, I mean, this is just from experience of, of, of talking to people and, and stuff with these issues. I think yes. calling it an addiction sometimes um, makes them feel better because okay. it's, it's almost... They, they feel like if it's an addiction, it's out of their hands. They, they That's a bit disempowering, isn't it? No, a little bit, yeah, and unfortunately yeah. it is. You know, they, they, Don't they, like that. They say, I can't get over this because it's an addiction. Well, no, it's not an addiction. Actually. Oh, that's where it's that a, old classical treatment of slap and shake therapy slap comes in, isn't it? Slap and shake. Yeah, yeah. You! You're not addicted. Stop it. You're not addicted. You're just stuck yeah. in habits. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they don't like to hear that, though. It's like they, they want to have an addiction, right? Yeah, you know, so, I mean, I see this well, a, lot, a lot in the clinic. They, a they lot want of people want to have a sickness worse they than do. they actually have. Yeah, yeah. You might have people well, who come in with a bit of depression and they say they're possessed. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah, you get that a lot, right? And they won't, they won't have it. I'm like, you're not possessed, you're depressed. No, depressed. no, no, no. It's, it's ghosts. Spirits. It's fucking yep. ghosts. I'm pretty sure it's not ghosts. You just, no, it's ghosts. <laughs> All right, okay, All right, ghosts. Say, fair enough. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they, they want to take <laughs> that. Uh, if it's a habit, it means they can get. Like you said before, you know, an addiction is where you can't really kick this on your own. No, well, that's for those who don't know. Obviously, listen to this. The definition of phlegm misting the mind, aside from any energetic things going on in the body, means that you don't have. Yeah. A, don't control anymore. Yeah, you don't have control. Your your mind is not seeing it's almost properly. Like, it's almost like psychosis. I it's guess. like you got Vaseline on the lens. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can't you, see. You're not yeah. seeing things. Yeah, you're, you're um, not seeing things. You've how lost control. Yeah, yeah. Lost the mind is misted. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. With, with phlegm. With phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds gross. Nice. If you, the cure for it is if you tip your head on the side and bang one ear, it <laughs> sort of clears it out the other. If it doesn't work, did he ever ear? Like felt you with the ear. <laughs> nice. Nice. So. If there's still control uh, and a person can logically see that they have a behavioral pattern that needs changing that can be discussed and worked with, then essentially that's a habit, right? So, yeah, to so, me. So this, yeah, no, I, I agree. And this hasn't yeah. hit the Shen properly yet. It might be no. agitating the Shen. That's different, no. right? So you can agitate the Shen yeah. with a habit or a behavior, yep. but it, it's not proper, it's not deep-rooted addiction. Yeah, and that agitation would be more, wouldn't it be like sort of kidney water being depleted? Yeah, yeah, So exactly, then the heart yes. fire gets a little bit strong. So you almost exactly. get like an anxiety. You do, yeah. You get the heart palpitation. You're going to get yeah. the insomnia and stuff like this. Like, but so I still wouldn't anxiety. call anxiety for removal of that habit out no. of your life temporarily has been an addiction I would say that's just empty heat from the heart being produced because that habit has been taken away from you temporarily okay. yes, yeah, you yeah. still have the power to break that habit right yes so yeah. if you're addicted to your mobile phone but you can take that mobile phone turn it off put it in the drawer yeah. and not look at it for a week mm-hmm. then you're not really addicted that was, you're never still, an, yeah, no, that was never an addiction no because you haven't had to like an addiction steal from your mother's purse and nick a couple of car stereos <laughs> and lie to all your mates to get the phone back. Yeah, have you done that before? Maybe once or twice <laughs> in my youth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think once we once you realise the difference between it, like you say, I mean, some people come to us with habits and they say it's an addiction. Sometimes they don't want to hear that it's not an addiction. Yeah. But equally, if you, if you let people know this, that no, listen, you haven't got an addiction. It's, yeah. it's a habit and behaviour. That can also empower them, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. That, that, that can also that, that a lot of people can think, oh wow, you know, this is this is cool. I can do I, this. I would straight away tell the patient that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, if, yeah, if, if you if you can do this, you can change this. Yeah, no problem. So that gives them the more control over their their, their life, right? And in the meantime, you can uh, you know boost the jing, boost the kidneys, boost yeah. the water. Like you can take that part of their system, and make it a bit stronger, and give yes. them a bit of a kick, yeah. so that they can change that habit forming behavior. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's having that drive, isn't it? That motivation of the jir to, yes. to keep that behavior and that habit. Yes, and a good yeah. stern talking to. <laughs> so, so when do you think it becomes so? Like habits are jir primarily. If yeah, you, yeah. If you break it down, I mean, it's not this simplistic, right? Because there's all these combinations and nothing's yeah. in isolation. But if you break it down really simplistically, we focus on mainly the jir for the habits because the yeah. habits are really jir. When do you think it becomes an attachment which starts to have? A detrimental effect on the Po, or the Po is creating these attachments. Sure, yeah, well, I mean, that's the main function of the Po, isn't it? To, yeah. I don't know if it's its function, but it's certainly a main quality of the Po to... To, to acquire. And to yeah, to acquire to and too. to develop and to create attachments. Yeah, yeah. So an attachment, um, to me, is something that you use to strengthen your false sense of self. Yeah. So that's it's, an it's attachment. A, it's, it's thinking, it's cultivating you, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so what can you be attached to? Shiny things. Yeah. I'm a bit attached to those. Yeah, I like your new watch. I like my new watch. I quite like shiny things. So I, I see this shiny thing and I see it in the shop. Yeah. And part of my brain goes, 
you like that shiny thing that will go well with my yacht buy go well with my yacht buy that shiny thing and the other part of my brain in the background that I'm not so aware of goes that shiny thing it's will nonsense. strengthen how important <laughs> you see yourself and how other people will see you and then they'll judge you according to that and you'll have higher esteem in their eyes therefore it's a good thing to buy see I never knew that I have to buy more watches yeah and that, that's it and that's the process that goes on but, <laughs> but because people don't see you any different and ultimately you still feel empty inside and yourself hasn't changed then you'll need further attachments yeah. and further attachments and the power keeps going keeps going it's it never keeps, happy it keeps not getting that reward it it's a miserable fucker of a spirit it, it is, just it? always wants more miserable to hopeless pathetic yeah I mean there's a part of the mind that thinks the more it attaches to things it doesn't more have to be it. items it can be feelings it can be emotions it can be yeah, behaviours yeah. situations yeah then the stronger yeah, yeah. you'll be because ultimately on some level I suppose we're quite animis- animalistic and we believe, believe that we yeah, need power within our pack or it's experience is wisdom isn't it that's what they think so what, sorry? experience is wisdom sort of the poet is attaching to all these experiences oh, thinking see, it's, right. it's, it's learning from these so it can try and to, to, to better itself trying to trying to yeah, yeah. yeah but often it attaches onto the wrong thing and then that's why letting go is so difficult right because having to let go yes. is basically telling the poet it has to uh, admit that it's wrong and they did identify a very early um, on in, in sort of uh, eastern wisdom exactly how the um, Poe did this because I, okay. I, I suppose most people listening to this are probably aware of the seven Poe yeah. if they do any yeah. if they've done any Chinese medicine study yeah, yeah. there's seven aspects of the Poe and they've got funky names they have got cool names they are they're like death metal bands you've got corpse dog <laughs> kidnap corpse dark bird greedy robber flying poison great poison flying poison flying poison yeah nice yeah well, they get translated different ways and my favourite one rotten lung Rotten Lung. Rotten Lung. That They're is great a, names, aren't they? Those are the names of the seven poems. If you saw those on a poster, yeah, yeah, yeah. you knew Doesn't that if you were going to walk into that venue... It's a good gig. It would be, <laughs> be a good gig. I was thinking, actually, there'd be a lot of chains, a lot of studs, and a lot of mascara on both genders. It's like, yeah, glam rock, room. isn't it? It is, yeah. 80s. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Crazy fonts that you can't quite read. <laughs> People dressed up with, like, Kiss and things like that. Yeah. But each of these seven with their funky names... Um, gives attachment to different things. So they understood that we have the first of the Poe attach us to pleasure and indulgence. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because anything that creates pleasure or a sense of indulgence makes us feel better. Feel so that better strengthens our fake sense of yeah, self, right? Of course. And then the second one was an attachment to anger and resentment. Yeah, so yeah the ability to let go of, of grudges, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah isn't that's right. The metal aspect that people, you know, metal elemental type people struggle to let go yeah. of of grudges and stuff yeah yeah and that, that's the one that's called kidnapping corpse because the idea is the more resentment you hold towards others yeah. the more it kidnaps your sense of yes, your own of body and your yeah, own yeah. soul is lost to it you know third one is called attachment uh, it's dark bird is attachment to fears and insecurities mm-hmm. people, people own their fears and insecurities don't they yeah they become them often don't yeah, they? yeah 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 it becomes yeah. A, a strengthening thing isn't it like a, a layer people wear so often sometimes there's certain people you meet and they'll be like Hello, nice to meet you, nice to meet you, nice party rap, what do you do? I work in an office, or my name's Sid. I've got all these terrible things going on in my life, and I'm yeah, very okay. insecure about it. Like, what? Whoa, 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 and you just met you just now. Nice to meet you, Sid. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Sid. I'm going to go stand <laughs> over here. I'm going to go and yeah. uh, get a drink. <laughs> yeah, and this kind of, but people do. They start to turn their weaknesses into a kind yes. of... yeah, yeah. Um, and then, then they live their life by it. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying you should hide them, but... No, not at all, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's the more you focus on it, the more you 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 put your your energy into it, the more you're going to attach to it. Yeah, and in Taoism, the dark bird of the Poe has got hold of you. Yes, you yeah, exactly. Sort of feed into those too yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. They chose their nasty 80s glam metal bands for a reason. 
<laughs> Fourth one is attachments to loss and sadness. That's yeah. probably the main one for the poe, isn't it? Because the metal element. I mean, that's, yeah, that's way from a TCM perspective, they talk about it a lot, don't they? Uh, the, grief, the grief, well, the grief and the sadness. And the yeah. Loss, grief, loss, and sadness. I mean, you know, really, really. And they the, fucked that one up a bit, don't they? A big, yeah, in a big Often, way. Because it doesn't literally mean people die around you, does it? No, no, not really. It's literally loss of, well, anything really. You loss know, of like, anything that has caused. That, stronger that, well, sense of self exactly that you that you identify yourself yeah. with so you know the way, the way I usually explain it when we're when I'm teaching um, this aspect to students is even down to if a surgeon I don't know had a um, broke their hand and he lost that dexterity <laughs> like Doctor Strange you mean did that happen to Doctor Strange yeah you don't worry carry on you see subconsciously I attached to that you touched it's, it's it's a good yeah. did do you I don't suffer an accident and bust your hand and end up going and learning magic in Tibet yeah that was where you were going with that story, wasn't it? No. No, all right. Not to that. Carry on. Tell us about the surgeon who's got lost. <laughs> so, actually, no, do you know where this did come from? As a, as a teacher mm. of mine. Um, you, you know him as well. And uh, he he had an accident and he yes. damaged his hand. And he, no, he no, was, that was the movie still. No, 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 listen, listen. <laughs> right, we'll sorry. keep going. And he was, he was worried that he couldn't, no, all he could think about is not being able to become an acupuncturist because he hadn't got the dexterity in his, in his hand. Was that his excuse? That was his excuse. I have no idea who you're talking to, but okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, so, so, so you know, you, you, you have a, you identify yourself with a certain career, which is the, obviously a, a vocation, it's a major part okay. of our lives, and, then, yeah. and something happens to you where yes. you're no longer able to do that. Yes. That is a loss of, it's always having something taken away from you. Yeah, and so, that's you know, the metal element loss, yeah, isn't it? exactly. So like I say, yeah. it's not just a loss of someone close to you or a family no. pet, or it can even be, so anything that you identify as. A major one is loss of status. Loss of status, Loss yeah, of status exactly. within a job yeah. can yeah. absolutely attack that the That would destroy people, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people will uh, will fall into depression because of that, right? Yeah. Because of that loss of, loss of self. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, completely. This is all to do with that fourth aspect of the poem, yeah. That's why I don't like it when they just say grief, you know. Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange, yeah. Will we talk about Dr. Strange? The fifth one is the attachment to the concept of like and dislike or preference. People have an attachment to the idea of preference. Yeah, That's yeah. a very difficult one to shake, actually. Yeah. yeah that yeah. is a very tricky one, isn't it? I mean, I mean, out of all of the aspects of human consciousness, those are quite hard. Um, preference is a tricky one to override. Because you prefer not to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Prefer not to let go of it. Well, it's because we judge everything according to that. Like, literally every single object you ever look at your brain goes do I like that do I or not do like I not it like or I am indifferent to yeah, it yeah, yeah, you know and yeah. that question must be asked and yeah. it, whether you're aware of it or not and that's that's all the, that's all the sense of the Poe as well yeah, yeah. You know. then you've got the sixth one attachment to objects wealth and status mm-hmm. yeah, yeah suspectively, status is a huge one yeah, it the is amount it? of people I've um, treated actually who had high flying jobs and then they lost that job whatever mm. in a financial crash or something I'm thinking mm. of whenever that financial crash sometime in the late 90s oh before no, it was then. an earlier one yeah and I, I was treating people quite young right okay I was yeah, yeah working with them and there was one in the late 90s oh, it's all the fucking time isn't it always they can't organise anything everything's crashing <laughs> all the time I don't think it's crashing it's just shit constantly yeah but they, and then they lost their job and they lost their status and consequently it actually completely depleted their po and then eventually their kidneys really in a similar way to people who retire and then die yes because they've lost their sense of self their Literally, status yeah, yeah. within their work yeah, yeah. so it just collapses mm. you know and this is all these all attachments yeah. yeah and then the final one is old rotten lung gives you your attachments to uh, sexual, sexual desires, desires. Yeah. yeah okay which is a major one isn't it yeah I mean the amount of people who judge the entirety of their self and their nature by their sexual desires I mean, is a weird one that's what it is isn't it the, the poem is a lot of it's I mean the poem is obviously the, the, ex, the experience we have yes. from the external environment right it's the, yes. a tangible tangibility of the external world and it's how we feel in relation to that so it's any kind of attachment which basically makes us feel better 
from yes. the outside world. So any of these attachments, you know, are going to damage the Poe or if the Poe is damaged, it's going to attach onto as much as it can to try and make itself feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's his job, right? I mean, it, it, people think it's like a negative part of you, but if you're going to interact with the world, you need a part of your nature that's always trying to accumulate more experiences, well, more attachments. That's what I mean, more experience is wisdom, right? In, yeah. in some respects, you know, you're trying to learn from things. What What is actually going to make me a better person? What is yeah, going to yeah, make yeah. me stronger to get through to get through this life or whatever, yes. to overcome things? So the, the Poe is constantly attaching onto these things, or yeah, the acquired yeah, yeah. mind yes. is constantly attaching onto these things, trying to learn from it. But the nature of life is, is we make mistakes and we attach to the wrong things. And it's one of the big rules within several traditions, really. I mean, within Taoism, they very clearly say you are not the seven attachments. Yes. It's written within their alchemy thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, within Hinduism, particularly within the Nirvana Shatakan, they say you are not the seven, uh, I've forgotten the term, the seven material essences, okay. right? yeah. which is essentially discussing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, the material the, aspects the, of the world. The self has to be... Uh, understood to be not that thing not yeah. those things i mean is that i think it's all right to have well and not an attachment be able to be able to to have maybe preference for something or be into something but to be able to drop it at the, at the yeah. drop of a hat that's, that's different isn't it exactly having a non-attachment if i like my shiny watch yeah, uh, yeah. i like it too much and someone takes my shiny watch yeah. or i lose it and i get very upset because i feel that i've been <laughs> wounded on the inside and i'm less of a man for losing my watch that's damaging my poe yeah if i take the watch and i lose the watch i don't give a shit what fine yeah. But I think, you know, that's an important point to make because it's not saying, you know, we can't have these things, right? It's not, it's not, no. the, it's not the fact that you, you, you like these and you, and, and you get them. Yeah. But it's the point of, like, if you, if you had them taken away or you lost them or for whatever yeah, reason, yeah. There's, absolutely, there's absolutely no emotional charge whatsoever involved yes. in that removal of that item. Then or, that's not attached. Or, exactly. That's not attachment. This is, this is what uh, people make this big mistake often when they come into meditation, especially. I know we're off the Chinese medicine topic, but yeah. within meditation, especially younger people when they first come in because I remember being the same and you think and you're told you can't have any attachments and then people think what well, that means is you can't have anything yeah, yeah, yeah. so they reduce their life down to nothing next walk around lost, in a robe yeah they become a little monk or something and and, <laughs> and it's it's not that you, you can have everything you want in the mm. world it's literally the attachment to the impermanence of that thing so yes. if that thing is taken away you're okay with it that's yeah. fine and it sounds harsh but even within eastern practices you have to you're supposed to go through that process of analyzing and ending the attachments to even your loved ones and your family members okay. and things like that yeah, so sure. you can enjoy their time completely while you're with them but when they're gone it's eh, it's yeah. all right it's just non-attachment yeah, yeah you yeah. move on i mean it sounds harsh but i mean it's just yeah, it's only harsh because people are attached to exactly yeah well that's it isn't it it's <laughs> only harsh because people are attached mm -hmm. but, uh, you want my goat take my goat it's okay <laughs> so the where this idea of attachment comes into well, the subject of addiction is that obviously there's an attachment aspect to the habits. So yeah. if you're smoking as an example, yeah. maybe you have the habit of smoking. It's not enough that it miss your mind. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, not, yeah. it's yeah. not yet at the state where you've got literally no control whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to light up in the middle of a church or something. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> in an inappropriate place or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you've not met my dad. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you like smoking in churches? He, oh. he won't go into churches because he can't smoke in churches. Well, I used to like drinking in graveyards, so it's not much different, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So, if if you know if you look at like the habit, if it's a habit of smoking and it's depleting the jur, and then when you take the cigarettes away, you're almost uncomfortable because it feels like a large part of you is gone. But a lot yeah. of people will say when they actually take away their behavioural patterns, yeah, I feel true. like a bit of me is missing. What well, they're that image of them as well, isn't it? Is yeah, that, that image. Yeah. Well, they're, they're experiencing the loss of the pose, so yes. they're losing. They're experiencing the attachment aspect yeah and, and this is where chinese medicine should come in because as well as helping the person to get through 
that behavioral pattern, yes. you also need to bolster those parts of themselves being weakened. So then the Poe will need strengthening, strengthen and regulating. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, what will happen is the Poe, because it's the element of metal, will yeah. start damaging the lungs and yeah. affecting the system of the channels. And that's when it starts to draw on the kidneys as well. Yeah. How many yeah, people huge. give up smoking and then say, oh, my breathing's a lot worse afterwards? Yeah, huge. And, 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 and then they'll look for reasons. Or maybe say crazy things like the smoke kept my airways open or the tar coated my lungs. Or but I, I mean, I don't think it's not even smoke. Let's, let's, let's use a different, let's use alcohol, for instance. A lot of people yeah. will say alcohol and they'll develop cough and they'll develop weakness of the weakness, yeah. uh, weak yeah, breathing, yeah. shallow breathing. It's because you've not, lost something you self-identified yeah. with. Yeah. So they, they'll, they, they might not develop mm-hmm. um, you know, physical sort of asthmatic symptoms of it or closing yes. of the airways, which obviously lo- um, yes. cigarette people do, for instance, because yes. cigarettes can obviously help. So do you airways. treat the lungs? Yeah. But you also Absolutely. treat the poe, right? Well, that's, what, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah you treat yeah. the poe, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So, so yeah. you have to regulate the poe through, I mean, the way we tend to do it, regulate the poe through the breathing and, and, and through, the, through the channel system, the metal channels and that. So you've got, the, you've got these two things already before we even mm. get to addictions. This which is way is before addictions. Habits and attachments. Yeah, yeah. so we're working, on, so we're working on the the kidneys, really rooting, rooting the, uh, the, the chi and the shen. Yes. Then we've got the, the, the lungs helping to, to let go. Uh, to regulate the lungs, regulate the breathing, so that the poke can self-regulate and drop these attachments. But then we've got to move on from that to the shen. But even before phlegm is missed in the mind, we need to treat the shen to to regulate, to regulate shen because it's going to get agitated by any of this anyway. Yes, it's going to get regulated. It needs to. It's going to get agitated by any of these things anyway. But it's not at the point of. Well, there's a close relationship between the Flemish kidneys and, and the heart. Well, and the lungs. And the lungs and the heart, yeah, right? So you've yeah, obviously exactly. the, the zongqi and then the yuanqi. And yes. then the kidneys, the kidneys obviously nourishing the heart and the heart warming the kidneys and so on. Uh, and to me, this is why lots of people, when their habit-forming behaviour starts to change, you then get anxiety attacks because yes. the heat starts yeah. to hit the, exactly. uh, yeah. the heart. The and, heart. and people can get palpitations when they come off of even smoking or, or um, drinking. Like you associate yeah. obviously with harder things like heroin or cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Major withdrawal symptoms. But yeah, you, yes. know, you get you get all these palpitations and anxieties because suddenly the the, the you've already the ju, so there's no ju to root the shen. So yes. then you get the chi. The, obviously, the, the shen the shen will lead the chi. You get the chi stuck in the upper jaw, and yes. this is what gives anxiety. Yes. You know. So again, sim- something really simple for people to do is just help to release the diaphragm and and breathe deeper to help to circulate the chi within the upper jaw yeah. to get rid of these anxieties. Which can be done with breathing exercises, Easy. acupuncture, Abs- acupuncture, or if you've got a body worker, where they hook under the front of the ribs and that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They know how to do it. Yeah, we do this a lot in Twina. Yes. Know, we, we really help to release the diaphragm just to be able to drop that chi yeah. for anxiety. You know. That's a lot of people, man. They're very obstructed yeah. in the upper jaw, and quite surprisingly, yeah. um, surprise me how many younger people. People can't breathe properly. Stuff with it, yeah. Yeah, people can't yeah, it's breathe. It's crazy. Yeah. So. Very, it would be a very, I mean, I guess someone who studied breathing exercise my entire life, mm. it would, I would feel very uncomfortable not being able to breathe, but I guess if you don't know any different. If you don't know any different, you don't know any different, you, right? you, any different, different, right? you think yeah. that's how you breathe, you think that's how you're meant to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Like, yeah. and then when it changes, like, oh, fuck, I'm so comfortable. I mean, we're so yeah. stimulated in life anyway. Things are all, yes. you know, everything's rising, right? So all this cheers rising. So people, people struggle to breathe just through, through even people that are good at breathing. If they go through um, stressful times or times of high levels of stimulation, yeah. the chi rises. Yes, you know, so they're going to struggle to drop that. That's anyway. all bloody. It's the first thing you realise when you do study studying qigong yeah. to a certain level is that all the fucking qi wants to do is rise. Yes, it's like you, it's like everything. I think, why do you want to write your bastard stuff? Just all stay you down. Do, all you want to do is sink it, but it's I want to get it down to the end. It just wants to rise, dagnamit. So you, you spend your whole time fighting this tendency for it all. Be too easy, wouldn't it? Always? Jing goes down, qi goes up. Exactly where you don't uh, want it to go. Exactly. Oh, my jing's <laughs> leaking down my trouser leg, and the qi's rising up into the chest. It's no good at oh, all. I got a headache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then maybe let's move on then. So let's look at let's look, addiction so, so proper. Addictions. 
Proper addictions. Uh, first of all, let's summarise that. The reason I want to... It was important to me, I don't know about you, but especially to separate those two, yeah, I, was so I, yeah. that people don't caught, caught up in immediately thinking everything 100% is at the bad end of the scale. Or the good end. Of addictions. You know, because you know, I, I think it's yeah. important for people to realise yeah. that not everything is phlegm mist in the mind, but then at the same nope. time... Not everything is ghosts. <laughs> not everything is ghosts. But sometimes it's important. <laughs> Look, it's beyond just the journey pole. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. not always about eroding the jerk and and attaching onto the elastic the band on the wrist. Ain't gonna do it. No, you're gonna need a big elastic band. Beat. You need something to get the phlegm out of the mind. Maybe a really big syringe in the ear or something. But something's got to get. Usually works. Yeah. <laughs> Heroin addiction. Get the syringe. Get a syringe. No, <laughs> don't get the syringe. <laughs> Uh, no, that's the worst thing that's for a heroin addict okay. yeah. now we've got elastic bands tourniquets and syringes oh fucking hell. yeah it's, it's a bit of an odd one isn't it though it'd be an odd one wouldn't it to be addicted to a drug where you inject yourself and you go to see acupuncture for yeah, assistance yeah well, well I mean you've yeah. got to think haven't you it, it, I don't know yeah is it right I'm going to do it with gua sha yeah cupping that's spoons that could spoons. be, <laughs> that could be <laughs> that's no good oh, is it? it's not a good addiction is it can't do anything cupping has that got any that's alright isn't it <sighs> There's probably something that you can't do with it. Probably, it's probably can be addicted to cups. I'm not sure. Yeah, can't do the herbs. So with the so addiction, let's talk about the different types of drugs. I think people, you know, sometimes this comes up in class. You know, people, uh, students are saying, "What is cannabis doing to me?" Or "What is what is this drug doing to me?" And "What is mushrooms doing to me?" And and stuff like this. I think you know, first of all, separate cannabis out because it's a bit. It's so common. Yeah, it's it's not even because of its legal. Situation it's, it's, changing recently. Yeah, it's, legal, in America, it's becoming it's, uh, legalized in a lot of places now, isn't it? Yeah. So let's throw that one afterwards. So we we'll do this. Okay, we we'll do that. Let's, let's look at the two big categories. Maybe uh, yin drugs, yin drugs, and yang okay. drugs. Uppers and downers. Yeah, sedatives yeah, and stimulants. Stimulants and stimulants being yang drugs and sedatives being yin drugs. Right? Yeah. Why don't you, do you want to introduce yin drugs to us? Yin Go drugs, sedatives. So while well, I drink so this refreshing water from the Scholar Sage mug, Scholar Sage mug yeah. from the Scholar Sage yacht mm-hmm. on the Scholar Sage marina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's coming next. Um, yeah. So, so yin drugs. Hey? Scholar Sage bar is to follow. <laughs> So the intros, we're talking about sedatives, really, right? So different... So, I mean, I guess cannabis kind of comes under... Not really comes under sedatives, but we have to single that one out, right? Yeah. But I think... I, th- I only think cannabis deserves a special place to discuss simply because... It's a bit of both, anyway. I mean, it's, it's so widespread. It's, yeah, way. and it's also a bit of a yin and yang drug. You got it's the, a weird the, drug, you got the two compounds yeah. for it, the CBD and the THC, and it's got yeah. this yin and yang aspect to it. Yeah. So it's not really a yin or a yang drug. But yeah, yin drugs, sedatives, these tend to be uh, more bitter and cooling in nature, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the... I mean, this even comes down to... Um, Antidepressants. Maybe it's for well. people who aren't um, herbalists. Maybe you could give us a quick rundown of what you meant in the bit like bitter and cooling, just as if okay. someone didn't know anything. So yeah, so so within within herbal medicine um, and or not just herbal medicine, substances, substance medicine, I guess, mm-hmm. using substances within the body. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chinese um, arts or Chinese medicine tends to split these up into the five flavors and yes. also the the five or the four properties, but it's kind of five properties if you count neutral as being one. So the five flavors are salty, sour pungent, bitter, and, and uh, the other one, sour. Sour. <laughs> sour. Um, and then the, the four properties are hot, warm, then we have neutral is the fifth, then we've got cool and cool, um, cold, right? The five of the four properties. The five of the four properties, yeah. So hot, Simple. warm, neutral, cool, cold. Yes. Um, so everything, that, every substance that we use is kind of put into these kind of areas, right? So um, in this case, more, uh, more sedative drugs or kind of even sedative substances such as sedative herbs or, or even pharmaceuticals, they tend to be very bitter yes. in, in nature and in flavor, um, mainly because the bitter flavor has this action of really draining heart fire. Okay, yeah. So it really strongly sedates. And this is maybe what, what they should realize, as well as bitter being a flavor, what it 
what they're actually referring to is a movement that's, within the body. I think that's more organized. important to say because yeah. sometimes a herb or a substance or a mm-hmm. food will be will be categorized as a certain flavor, but won't yeah. actually taste like that flavor. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I remember like learning some of the foods and then you taste it and like, Whoa, yeah, this not, is this is not pungent. sweet. That's not, about, not yeah. fucking yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um, especially it, sweet, actually. They've got an idea of sweet. They don't know what sweet is. They don't know what sweet. I mean, you know, it's from China. Have you tried Chinese cakes? Do you know what? It's the first thing I tried when I went to China. <laughs> they got no idea. What. They don't. They can't do desserts. <laughs> they can't, can they? Not at all. But you can't have a dessert with a bit of dead pig in it. That's so not, that's not right. <laughs> so a flavor is essentially a type of uh, a movement and mechanism of chi, right? So the bitter mm-hmm. flavor has this kind of firmy action to things, where it's got a downward movement. It descends yes. and it, it drain. They use it a lot. The bitter flavor um, to drain fire. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. so obviously you can imagine a lot of drugs that are sedatives have a very bitter nature to them. Yes. Yeah? Um, but they're also quite cooling in nature. Not all, you can get warming um, sedatives, but generally they have a cooling in as much as cooling chi or cold chi is like the slowing down and sedation of the chi in the yes. shen. Yeah? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, you know, if, if, you are, if you are warm, you feel quite uh, energized. If you are cold, you feel quite slow, right? Slow, cold, yes. cold slows things it's down. It's quite easy to see how a sedative would have a draining and draining, cooling slowing down yeah, yeah it's not yeah. so hard to figure out exactly yeah so you can see these generally they're bitter and cooling um, in nature and but after the initial rush you tend to see there's some things like opiates yeah and things like that and sometimes people get because if you see someone ever take opiates in early stages it's quite uplifting but very quickly it changes Quick, so it's yeah, kind of sedative, yeah but they're, they're uplifting in mm. terms of they relax the shen right yeah so, so this bitter will help to calm the shen because often they take on, on people that are too too up there yeah. yeah. So, so they're taking yeah, yeah. this to sedate people. So they feel um, they have this kind of—is it a euphoria? You could say this is kind of yeah. This, you know, this happy state or this very relaxed state of the shen, um, and then obviously with it being bitter flavored, it enters the heart. And the literally. experimentation I did with uh, opiates when I was younger, because yeah, yeah, I got yeah. no shame in saying when I was younger, I, yeah. I experimented with lots of drugs. Not anymore these days. I'm very clean living. But when I was younger, opiate, there was definitely a feeling of. Um, when you laid back on the sofa at the party and you you hit them, it felt like you were melting into it's the elation, sofa. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's like, like huge, fuck, I'm underground. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, that huge relaxation of the yes. shen. So this is the bitter and the cooling nature of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then obviously this starts to damage, damage the yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An ability to warm or activate or move things. Yeah, within yeah, the body. I mean, yeah. Completely. Which damages. you can see from long-term sleeping pill and painkiller usage, can't you? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, so it starts to damage the yang. It becomes too calming over too long period, mm-hmm. and actually, this is why things like heroin are so bad because it complete because it's. I mean, heroin obviously <laughs> amongst you know, other reasons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not the only reason why heroin is so bad, right? But yeah. it's so damaging to the body because the body starts to shut down. Yes, yeah. I mean, in terms of like regeneration of the body, right? Because it completely just completely shuts down because it's the the the, the shen is too it's, it's too slack, it's yeah. too relaxed. Yeah, so it has no um, regenerative. The body's shutting down. And the yeah. Shen is the emperor, right? The Shen so is the emperor, exactly. It's the heart, it's the pump, it yeah. commands everything around. So then what you get is a stagnation of all the... All the substances. Chi and the blood and the fluids. The fluids, yeah, yeah. The, the, the yin, yeah. All the vital substances, you get a stagnation of them. And the result of that is... Phlegm mist in the mind. Phlegm mist in yeah, the mind. Because you get the stagnation. Yeah. Even the, you know, we're slowing these fluids down, they accumulate, they coagulate. Yes. The blood stagnates. Yep. Blood stasis. And yeah. this creates what they call phlegm, right? Which is yes. essentially what they're talking about is a murky form of energy that moves into the heart, right? Yeah. Which causes, like say, a, almost like someone's rubbed the thick Vaseline on the lens, you can't yeah. quite see it, like yeah. an 80s porn film or something. So this is, I mean, this, blurry this is why I think a lot of easy. sedatives, Yeah. I mean, I haven't had a lot of experience in this personally, but a lot of sedatives tend to be more of the addictive drugs than the stimulants. Okay. You know, just from what I've noticed with uh, uh, yeah. patients and stuff, they, they seem well, to be you know, right, the stronger actually. addictions are the more sedatives 
Yeah, because but I think about up, upper drugs, actually, often people are addicted yeah. to the drugs, but they're addicted to the feeling on the drugs. Yes. Yeah, 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 maybe yeah. more than the drugs themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't have that same kind of uh, yeah, maybe, destruction actually. of the shame. I've really thought about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And just, just from what I've noticed. And you've got another issue that if, if you have something that opens the shen or enters the heart, relaxes the spirit, I mean, if something relaxes, it, it kind of opens as well, right? It's yeah, almost like opens the orifices of the heart, undoing right? a corset or something yes. in the body. <laughs> 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 it's like, ah, I can breathe. And your belly spills over. Belly the spills back. out, yeah. You know, and it's the same with the shen. So when it opens up, if you open that shen and then you create stagnation of fluids and energy, then of course it's going to go into that open space, yes. if we're speaking metaphorically yeah. or conceptually, yeah. and then you get phlegm misting the mind. Yeah. Actually, I, I know, it's not really a tangent, and I Maybe it's good to discuss when we talk about the orifices or the spaces of the heart. Yeah, we don't mean ventricles and no, not, not I mean that chambers. It, it, sometimes we talk about that on a physical level. So when we're talking about yep. obstructing the, the orifices of the heart, and, and it, it does discuss things like stroke and, and when we say phlegm, yes. phlegm obstructing the orifices, it can literally mean um, you know phlegm and, and what was what it like cholesterol and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. On a physical level, but we also have this on a on a, on a spiritual, mental, and a shen level. Yes, the, the spaces between in the shen. Well, the idea was that the Shem was able to, as a spirit, as an aspect of the spirit, was able to move freely in and out of the orifice. Within. And they said, like, uh, like a, the classical description is like a needle and thread threading its way through okay. a, the spaces, yeah, yeah. through a chulubal, which is actually a, a ball made of marble that's got little holes through right, it. Okay. I'm not even sure what they're for, but they used right. to thread cotton through probably a toy or something, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah, so the spirit was meant to move freely in and out through these holes, and once okay. there's obstruction... Then mm. there's a incumbent and a physical yes. restriction of the mind, right? So, but these these spaces are essentially the, the, the stillness of unconsciousness, right? Yeah, there's so, there's nine of them supposedly. Okay, yeah, yeah, nine yeah. spaces. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so as the as the chi is moving through these, you know, um, orifices of the heart or the spaces spaces and stillness between consciousness. Yes. Uh, as soon as the phlegm starts to obstruct these, yes. that's when the shen gets agitated and gets stuck. And that's where the stagnation happens. And then you can't see reality. And that's when you can't see and reality. And that, to me, is when something has moved beyond, beyond a habit or a behavior or attachment, sorry, yeah. to a proper, like addiction proper. Yeah. That's, when you that's, can't that's see things distortion. clearly. Yeah. And one of the key qualities that happens with your heart when it is obstructed and it can't see properly is all sense of virtue is lost. Okay. Which becomes the root for why you're prepared to then... Uh, like rip off your mates or steal from your family okay. or yeah. whatever, yeah. like commit societal things yeah. you wouldn't normally do, like crime, to get the money you need for the drugs. I mean, or this, whatever, is, this is big because I mean, this is why it's it's important. This, there should be no judgment in this because this is this is when it's not it's not them, right? It's the, they're yes. not operating on the same level. They're, they they don't know what they're doing because, like you say, it's completely phlegm in the mind. It's it's they're not in control. Yes, so there can be no. I mean, we try not to judge anyway, but there can be no judgment because if they were in control, they they wouldn't have done that. Did they do no. that before the addiction? It's, it's and it, it's interesting as well. Within some alchemical texts, they say that if the orifices of the heart are obstructed, uh, then it leads to heat fire. Yes, which is easy to understand. If something's yeah. moving and obstructed, yeah. almost like a compost building up warmth in the middle, yes. yeah, yeah. builds up that heat, and then that can also cause the one um, of the mental qualities of the heart, which is desire to yes. burn stronger, okay. which becomes the obsessive aspect of the uh, addiction. Strong you know? de desires, yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, so you've got somebody who has opened up the shen because of the bitter qualities, and then the cooling qualities has slowed yeah. all of the fluids down to build phlegm that then obstructs that space mm. that leads to a distortion of reality, a loss of virtue, and okay. a strong attachment and desire to carry on that behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Partially because, I suppose, if you've obstructed the heart with phlegm, what you want to do is drain it 
And open it and relax it. And open because, it and relax yeah, it, I mean, which like, the drug it's, does, it's right? It's a vicious cycle, right? Because yeah, you, you've, you've caused phlegm and stagnation yes. by having these sedatives, but then you know subconsciously, yeah. okay, I need to relax yes. because I feel tension and stagnation. And I know so, something that relaxes I me. I know something that relaxes. Yeah. There you go. And that's, and then, that's the vicious cycle. So. And then the vicious cycle continues, yeah. right? And, yeah. they, and, they can't, and they can't see what's right and wrong because it's completely distorted their, uh, their shame. It's quite similar to... Um, moving away from yin drug sedatives a little bit, it's quite similar to uh, the withdrawal cycle, isn't it? How that affects yeah. Yeah, yeah, the body. That same kind of idea of you do something to feel better, but it makes it worse, so you have to do it again. Because okay. withdrawal and using of drugs and withdrawal of cycles is the relationship between the heart and the liver. Bouncing back between the yeah, bouncing back between the two, because yeah. you, you use the drug, the heart gets stimulated, whatever sort it is, because joy gets um, experienced. You get that sort of spaced out quality on yeah. many yeah. drugs, the Shen... Uh, is stimulated yeah. the insomnia is there this it's is like it. well it's Why? five in the morning this I can still fucking party I'm finished doing my face off and <laughs> all week <laughs> just going 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 but then of course um, you enter withdrawal yes and you enter into the sort of negative effect of the liver so then comes the paranoia and the depression uh, feelings of anxiety yeah. wi- wiry tension even, in the I mean, body even further than that when it gets bad you get the, the shaking the, the alternating the chills and fe- uh, alternating chills and fever you get the yeah. shaking like you say the tremors wind in the channels right yeah, which is related the, to the exactly. liver exactly it's the, oh, it's the young, right? the chill, yeah, alternating yeah, yeah. chills and fever the, tr- the tremors and, and so you're getting all these liver symptoms and certainly yeah, you yeah. know yourself when you when you take the pulse of somebody who's in withdrawal the pulse yeah. is so wiry the liver is so just wiry. like boom yeah. it's like a guitar yeah. string right there under the skin yeah, yeah, it is. so then what do you need to do we need to open up the heart again let's go for it let's go for another Around. Then yeah. you use it, then the heart becomes similar, joy spaced out, insomnia, yeah. and then and you're cycling backs and forwards between these. So two. This, this, and you can see why people will will when they're going through the withdrawal, they can they can really relapse, you know. Yes. Because because they know the only or they think the only way to stop this yeah. is just let's go again. And if they think that's the only behaviour that can help them, I need to have that alcohol, mm. I need to have that heroin, I need to have those opiates or whatever. Then they they have phlegm mist in the mind. They can yeah, because really yeah. you know that it's not the only thing. That's yeah, they can't see the logic. That they can't see that there's another option. That maybe actually there's a deeper pain that's being buried beneath this, and he's yeah. dealing with. So and the it's phlegm mist and knowing it's mind. temporary, right? Yeah, well, that's a big thing. People don't realize. No, it's temporary. The present moment can feel very eternal when you're feeling shit. It certainly can. And if you're feeling good, the present moment <laughs> flies by straight away. <laughs> it's like Dang, you know, it's, it, you know yeah. it's not going to last. Oh, it feels so good. It's never going to last. It's the secret to immortality. <laughs> Have a really boring, depressing life. It'll drag on for a really long time. As long as it's your life will feel very, very long. Boring. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a good life, you'll be over like that. Of time course, flies. Yeah. Time flies. So if you're treating these kind of things, you know. This to me is uh, the basis for how, certainly I would work with addiction or something as a, as a therapist, is I have to understand what part of the cycle somebody's on. What you mean in terms of the using or the withdrawal? Well, yeah, if you look at that, it, I need to look at like, okay, what are they doing? Are they stimulating the heart at this yes. moment? Is this yeah. further stimulation? Are they dropped back into that liver imbalance? If yeah. they're on the yin drugs, the sedatives, uh, what stage are we at? Have they actually started to stagnate the fluid yet? Okay. Have they yes. actually created enough of a change where there is now mist obstructing the mind? Yeah. Yeah. Does that need to change? Does the phlegm need clearing? Mm. Or are they still at the stage where maybe there's an attachment effect in the poem? Well, maybe it's in the early stages, so it's still it's just a habit, jury, yeah. an exploratory mm. sort of jury. We, I mean, if you break it down like this, it is 
quite clear. It's quite clear. Yeah, yeah it's, quite, mean, it's not it, even that hard, right? No, no. I mean, we say this a lot, don't we? You know, we, yeah. we say this. Chinese medicine is very simple. Chinese medicine is sim- or treatment is simple. It's the diagnosis and, mm. and be able to see what's going on. Mm. That, that's tricky, and that's that's where you got to really stand stand back and see the bigger picture and, and try to uh, and understanding the disease as a process. Yeah, and to understand yeah. or even a negative behavior, what part of the process is the disease or the behavior hat exactly. rather than yes, this is this. So it means I treat the lungs. Yeah, with these set points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I think treatment can be very easy once you can see what, what's what's going on, and what can be clear. Just just find out, you know, if you have patients with habits or, or attachments or addictions. Yes. Find out whereabouts on that spectrum they are. Yes. And within that spectrum, find out about what part of that cycle they're on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and this can be simply broken down to. I mean, I talk a lot about uh, Zangfu syndrome. And differentiation and obviously channel diagnosis and stuff. Just use your methods of diagnosis and find yeah. out where they are in that spectrum. And break that cycle somewhere. Break it that cycle. You have to find where you can step in. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like a lot of people within Chinese medicine will know how to regulate the menstrual cycle. Yeah. Yes. They, they, you know, they, they know, they get somebody with gynecology and they need to find out whereabouts in their cycle. They need to regulate the what they call the four phases or some, some people call it the five phases of the menstrual cycle. Um, it's the same thing with this, you know. You, you just just the way you find out what phase on the cycle are on, and, and and treat to regulate that phase as well as the what you know is going to come up in the next phase, you know, yeah, and sure. what's going to ha- what's happened in the previous phase. You know, if we know these cycles, we can treat according to help regulate these people. Yeah, then you need you need cognitive, you need to chat with them and, and yeah. help them understand what a part of the cycle they're on. Completely understand yeah. that it is a cycle, but yeah. then also treat to support the chi and the blood and everything behind Absolutely. that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Easy so we got the easy busy. We got the yang drugs, right? Let's let's look yang at these drugs. stimulants. So the stimulants. yin drugs were bitter and cooling primarily, right? And then you got the yang drugs, mm. stimulants. So things like I don't know, cocaine and amphetamines, yeah. alcohol. Although yeah. it becomes a depressive after a little it, while. It does, so but alcohol, part, alcohol is considered yeah. within Chinese medicine to be a stimulant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so it's I mean, even and and not even these. I mean, even down to um, uh, coffee. Yeah, you know, co- coffee yeah, yeah, would yeah. coffee would come under this, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So stimulants. That's true. And so their flavors they wouldn't be bitter and cooling. They'd, they'd be uh, like pungent and slightly warming. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and bitter and slightly bitter. Maybe not as bitter as the sedative. It's not nowhere near as bitter as the sedative, no. but do have a but slightly... But they still affect the shen and the heart. Yeah, they do have yeah. a slight bitter... I mean, look at, look at coffee, for instance. And they have a great word attached them, isn't it, which is aromatic. I, love I like word. that word. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. They are aromatic... I don't want to say herbs. Duck. Aromatic drugs. Oh, or drugs. Yeah. I was thinking drugs. of crispy aromatic duck. Crispy aromatic duck. <laughs> So does an aromatic duck, is it aromatic enough to transform phlegm? It's, it's, an yang, it's a yang drug. drug does it. Okay, right. Sure. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Sure, I don't know. No, it's because you use aromatic herbs, isn't it? I mean, essentially, we're in herbal medicine. Quite, yeah, aromatic uh, greasy, aromatic damp, herbs. Dogs. Yeah. But you, they are a bit damp. Mm. Yeah, tasty. Mm. And if you go to Chinatown, they're orange. That's the uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> aromatic like spice. Anywhere on the planet, you pluck a duck... It's and like it's a light, creamy colour. You go to Chinatown, they're fucking orange. It's Luminous shiny orange. and bright orange. You walk around the corner, what part of town am I in? Oh, there's an orange there duck hung up. I'm, I'm in Chinatown. Chinatown, yeah. <laughs> Don't eat the orange duck. That's the rule. So, <laughs> so we use aromatic. The, the, it's not flavour, it's shang, isn't it? It's a smell. Uh, okay, aromatic sure, smell sorry, to, yeah. uh, to transform. An aroma. Transform the to phlegm. transform the phlegm. That's cool, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like the way I, I like um, describe it to students is like you know you know like um, old bass and stuff. You know they have those things you stick up your nose yeah. and then like tiger bar and stuff will start yes. making your nose run. Right, it's got like ar- aromatic yeah, yeah. kind of smell. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. breaks um, things up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah things, things like yeah. patchouli and stuff like this. You know, it really patchouli. helps to. to God, uh, that reminds me of a kid. Every house you walked into in Glastonbury smelled of incense or patchouli. It still does. Yeah, no, it doesn't does. change, does it? No, <laughs> oh, it smells like Tai Chi people. Patchouli. Yeah. Yeah, so they tend to be quite aromatic because they're quite stimulating. 
yes. break, breaks up and transforms phlegm. But like you say, quite warming in general. Yeah, I mean, because I mean it's got to be warming, right? Because it's stimulating. It's stimulating because it's yeah. pungent and warming. Warming ultimately means it's going to move chi and blood, right? So it's yeah. going to give you a feeling of an energy boost. Yeah, yeah. Immediately, if you take what, a yang stimulant, it's going to warm the chi. So you feel like got energy. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, because it doesn't have any tonifying qualities. No. It's going no. to deplete or damage the chi in the blood. Right? Not only this, because it generally, I mean, the, the fact that they're drugs generally indicates that they are, people use them recreational because they are strong drugs. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I believe that all drugs are medicinal. But you wouldn't take weak drugs for fun, would you? Exactly. It's yeah, you, you wouldn't do. But you know, all, all yeah. drugs, all drugs, and all compounds, I guess, are, are medicinal in their yes. correct dosages, whatever they may be, as the individual to the. Uh, the substance, right? Yes. Um, but you know they, they are so strongly these these herbs or substances are so strongly um, stimulating. They over time they drain you because yes. the 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 upon chi chi blow or energy, I guess, from somewhere that's finite, right? And you move something without nourishing, ultimately it leads to stagnation and stagnation. damage, right? Yeah, huge. it's like dragging something with friction through yeah, the channels exactly, of the yeah, body. Because you know a lot of these a lot of these they are so accurate and so pungent. What they do, yeah. they, they, that 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 flavor tends to strongly move chi and blood, right? Yes. But it does so in such a way. I talk about this to a lot of my patients with that um, that have a lot of coffee. Yes. You know, it moves chi so strongly. Yep. But it doesn't regulate it. Yes. It doesn't regulate the flow. Same with the herb. The herbalist will know chaihu or buplarium. Mm -hmm. um, yep. um, it, it moves chi so strongly, gets rid of stagnation, but it's very draining to the yin yes. because it, it's just so moving and it doesn't regulate the flow. So it's, that's it's where the damaging. damage comes that's from. Where you the can see that's from. already the root of the formation of another kind of phlegm, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Then you've got its, you know, its aromatic and slightly bitter means again that it's going to enter the heart orifices yep. and stimulate the spirit. Um, and they say um, as well that these kind of drugs they move yujung okay. stagnation. Yujung stagnation. So yeah. yujung, for those who don't know, is a kind of I guess mental stagnation from constriction it's, of the liver chi. I guess people would would call it depression. It's a type of depression. Yeah, it's kind of frustration Chinese. type depression, yeah. isn't yeah. it? It's stuck in yeah. inability to because it confuses to, people to sometimes how depression and the liver are linked. Okay, especially really? in the early stages. I think because when you study Chinese medicine, people often would associate depression with sadness so i've heard when i started okay. to they associate yeah. with the lungs but actually a lot of depression is due to a sort of frustration well, of being penned in or constrained the right not being able to move right yeah so and that's that's, that's the jung type you jung syndrome yeah, type yeah. depression which is a frustration stagnation so yeah. these i mean you jung means stagnation syndrome yeah stagnation yeah. exactly yeah. so when you take these kind of drugs because of the quality of them the bitter aromatic qualities it actually removes the you jung syndrome S the stagnation temporarily temporarily yeah, yeah temporarily so somebody who did feel constrained all of a sudden can feel very very free and very stimulated case in point cocaine absolutely yeah, yeah you give yeah. someone who's got a very pent-up high-powered job you give them a bit of cocaine their life and soul or they think their life and soul of the party yeah normally they've just been a really annoying <laughs> twat in in my experience in your experience yeah my experience has just been a really annoying twat but i mean that's i mean yang drugs by their nature they're very quick acting yes. but also very quick they, they 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 run out very quickly as well yeah you know that that hit runs out very very quickly but then you know, just I, I used to experiment with drugs quite a lot when i was younger and actually, funny enough, I never really had much of a thing with uh, cocaine, partially because I couldn't you afford it. You don't need it. it. But no, actually, it's true. <laughs> I, but I, partially because I could never afford it. Um, okay. It was a, a rich person's drug. Yeah. So I'm quite happy I could never afford it, actually, because um, maybe I'd have liked it too much. And also partially because there were uh, the only time I ever went to take it was, for some reason, I ended up at a sort of house party, I ended up chatting to the local Coke dealers okay. somehow. Yes, yeah. And everyone said, it was a member at the start of the party, everyone said, don't talk to that guy, he'll kneecap you. 
So right. stay nice. away from that guy. So that, you go straight over there. Two drinks later, I'm chatting to this guy. He's a really nice fella. Big yeah. sort of, looked like he'd just come out of prison, big skinhead. And well, you've still stuff. got your kneecaps. Have I you? still got my kneecaps. I'm yeah, yeah. One of them's a bit stiff, actually. Right. But it's not related to that. So I, I ended up in the back of a car with him. Uh, in the back of his car. He was in the front of the car. I was in the back of the car. Right. And he hands back a CD with a pile of cocaine on it. Because so, yeah. I said I'd never taken cocaine. So he's like, for free... Here's some cocaine, fucking huge heap of cocaine. And I'm thinking, well, first of all, I was feeling a bit pressurized because I was a very young kid, a teenager at the time, too young to be sold drugs by an irresponsible (laughs) ex-convict, but a baseball bat in the back of the car. And I also suffer very badly with, or especially then, very badly with hay fever, and it was summer. (laughs) So as the cocaine came back, I got nervous and I sneezed. And I actually blew, I covered us (laughs) all in this white, fine powder, Uh all through the car. They were not impressed mate you keep got your night <laughs> I got out of I got out of that car very very quickly and uh, you're a quick runner yeah and I never um, went yeah. back well, I, well, I never I never really experienced cocaine after that so maybe that experience saved me from a life of addiction to you cocaine see hay fever has its place hay fever has its place <laughs> hay fever it was just one of those embarrassing moments where like, what could you do all I could say was um, sorry cost them thousands of pounds <laughs> Uh, Thousands should have been selling drugs to a teenager. Well, that's it, isn't it? For those listening in- as well, if I sound very immoral, especially if you're a very um, moralistic, judgmental Qigong person, I, I haven't used drugs in a very long time. Yeah. It was teenage exploration. I live on water and lentils these days. Yeah, those lentils will get you, man. Mm. Grind them up, turn don't, them into a powder, stick them up one nostril. <laughs> I'll sort you. Is that what you're doing? Lentils. <laughs> turn yeah. to lentils. Anyway, where are we? Yes. So cocaine. Stimulants. They can remove new Jung syndrome, so they can take away sort of that sort of frustration for being yeah, but then they but depression. then they cause it. Well, they're draining. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but, but problem, I mean, right? so from like I said, I I um I I kind of put this into perspective of of, of chai hu and, and, and coffee and stuff, which are yeah. very similar. So so you know you have such an amazing um, ability to move the chi and get rid of the stagnation, but in doing so, you really do drain. That's why when we use things like chai hu, we do often use it with things like dangui and, and bai sha, which help to soften the liver and yeah, help to sure. nourish the liver yeah, blood yeah, and yeah. the yin. Pretty thick, dense. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it can be. Yeah. Some certain blood tonics, especially you know, if you're mixing it with shudi and stuff. But yeah. essentially, what you're doing, you're nourishing the yin at the same time as having such a yang stimulating movement yeah. of chi. Um, but obviously, these drugs, you know, you, you're not, you're not you're not doing that right you're not supporting it with these other substances which help to uh, nourish the yin so you do drain well they say they dry the yin yeah right so over time you dry the yin which can cause even more stimulation I'm not really there yin. that's really the difference between the two types of drugs the yang because the yam sting stimulants are drying the yin, yin yeah. which is because of the warming qualities and yeah, primarily yeah. and creating the stagnation that leads to the phlegm definitely whereas the uh the sedatives downers the sedatives thank yeah. you are cooling, so they're constricting yeah, the chi in the blood. They destroy, often, essentially, they destroy the, the yang in the body as well, right? Yeah, so you're getting yin and yang yeah. type phlegm, mm. I suppose, but still phlegm obstructing the mind. And you're back to that same thing again, isn't it? That you, you people get hooked yeah. then because they're taking the uh, the stimulants in order to free up the depression and the stagnation uh, from within the heart and yes. get the chi and blood to yeah. move. But then that's leading to the phlegm that's missed in the mind again. Yeah, and you very much get empty heat signs with obviously the, the stimulants, the yang tonics. Yeah, yang tonics. Young drugs. But you can almost see someone on these drugs. Literally, it's like, yeah. I always think it's funny that their hair almost matches quality of their chi. Really? Yeah, it just sticks up all over the place. <laughs> you ever seen someone on cocaine? Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah. Even they're normally wearing suits, aren't they? Because it's an office type drug and the, the collar's undone and the tie's yeah. going over one side. They did have a nice suit at the start of the evening, but now it's all buttoned now up wrong. Gone. And their hair's sticking up like Krusty the Clown all <laughs> over the place. Eyes are wired. And they, the, think the crazy they think they're a complete sex symbol at that moment, all yeah. red face and puffy. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's empty heat to me. Empty <laughs> heat and action. <laughs> it's like your whole empty demeanor heat. is chaotic. Empty heat and yes. the crazy stare, the bloodshot eyes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then this obviously leads to the, 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 the lack of yin, obviously leads to chi and blood stagnation, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is the, uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is where you get to the same problem, isn't it? Where the, the sense of reality is mm. gone. and the. Mm. So, I mean, they both lead to the same place. It's yeah. just kind of different angles coming yeah. from it. You know, they both lead to phlegm missing the mind, but just through different, different that's ways. That's it, isn't it? When the phlegm is missed in the mind, back to where we started, that's the basis of my definition for meditation uh, sorry for addiction yes proper not meditation addiction if not meditation. in the mind your meditation's gone wrong don't know why i said that yeah, addiction uh, addiction proper yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 is that it for yang substances yang drugs yeah i mean i think it's enough to look at them like that just yeah. primarily to give people a, i mean you can separate them because obviously things like amphetamines cocaine alcohol coffee they work like different but ultimately they're different degrees they, of they aren't do they? yeah you're I mean, unlikely they, to get phlegm mist in the mind from coffee aren't you You'd yeah, have to drink a lot. You have to drink a lot. You a lot of coffee. <laughs> you'd have to be like, have you'd have to be chugging barrels uh, of it like I at a think, frat party. I think, yeah, I think you'll have other issues before you. <laughs> I think so. The heart would give out first. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, I think I think you know all of them though. You know, the stimulants they're going to hit the yang organs, so you're going to hit the heart. You got the liver, like yeah. so because of the, the, the smoothing the flow, of chi, Ooh, stimulating the flow. You should of chi. add energy drinks into that category as well, because I, yeah, yeah, I think definitely. especially some younger people don't know that actually how damaging they can be. Huge. There's a simple don't drink something that on the side of the can says don't drink if you're pregnant yeah if it comes with a warning or if it gives you wings well that's not good either is it <laughs> yeah that's true but yeah if it comes with a warning you shouldn't drink it if you're pregnant that's normally a sign it's bad for you that's why we don't drink woodlock oil that there's many reasons why we don't drink woodlock oil <laughs> that is one of them <laughs> should we look at should we look at cannabis weed weed yeah well cannabis. you know whatever whatever form it takes whatever form it takes maybe we should look at that because it's quite an interesting one because I think out of all of the drugs the one that most people seem to be using alongside Qigong and meditation is cannabis yeah, yeah this, or, or um, yeah, you know the old a, uh, ayahuasca isn't it but, I mean, ayahuasca I mean that's yeah that's a whole different story that's a whole different that's a whole different story yeah but we'll I mean that separately, I, I mean think. cannabis you know, it comes up a lot because a lot of people it's, you know, it's a very commonly used drug I think yeah you know, martial artists always do too much alcohol Qigong people do too much weed yeah, yeah. I mean it comes up it yeah. comes up a lot with uh, with new students you know this this is really a it's question it's a common question you get a, this question a lot of what is cannabis doing to me from a Chinese medicine perspective? Or, or more, or more simply, can I continue smoke weed while Whilst I do qigong? Yeah, yeah, or negong. Yeah. And uh, uh, my first answer is, sure, it's up to you. Yeah, yeah. And then they ask again, will it damage me? Yes. Yeah. So I should stop. No, it's up to you. It's, up to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, because there's no ethical or moral thing for it for me. No, at I all. It's only a practical issue. But you know, I think it's it's really. I mean, it's the same with any patients of anything, really. You know, you give you give the understanding of what's going on. You yeah. tell them what's going on, and then yeah. then they can make their own mind up, right? And and people, cannabis is a weird one because of the, the amount of uh, attachment to the defense of it people have, which is very strange. So yeah, yeah. If, so these days, if I say, well, cannabis, yeah, it can be very bad for you. The amount of people, whoa, hang on a second. How fucking dare you? No, that Research cannabis is the, yes, it cures <laughs> everything and it's amazing for you and helps with your mind and stuff like that. And it's brilliant. Uh, and, and I'm definitely not biased in my attachments. Not at but at the same time, if I said to you, um, you see that sort of carrot you're eating, it's bad for you. Yeah. They wouldn't get all worked up. No, not at all. Not at all. And it I think there's something it. about it. That. I mean, cannabis is, is hugely medicinal. It's amazing. Yeah, but again, yeah. it's it's dosages. Yeah, it's dosages. It's and dosages. How much are you using? And how you're using exactly? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we won't go into uh, how to use it medicinally and stuff like this. 
Um, that very much depends on what it's for, what strain, and, and, and what type, and whatnot. And there's a lot of cannabis nerds, far more informed than us on that. Anyway. Far more, yeah, yeah. Cannabis nerdery is one of my least favourite things these days. It's getting bigger. It's replaced stamp collecting and train spotting as a very boring form of nerdery, <laughs> isn't it? I more f- know more fun the than THC sure. qualities of a shut up. Like, who cares you're just justifying the fact you want to get stoned and that's yeah. fine whatever you want to that's do that's fine if they want to do it <laughs> I don't yeah. care yeah. but yeah I mean I think I think understanding from a Chinese medicine point of view what it's doing to the body is, is interesting it's, it's a female plant it's a female Christian. well that's it they have male and female plants don't fucking misgender that plant no don't I don't know that don't, plant don't identifies start, as a female cannabis one. plant not how, again how dare you how dare you yeah. fucking hell sorry I didn't see <laughs> Yeah. Go on then, tell us about cannabis. Uh, cannabis. So, I mean, the first of all thing, p- people feel... I told us about cocaine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, cannabis, the first thing it does, essentially, it, it speeds up this conversion process, doesn't it, from Jing to Chi to Shen. Yeah, that's why it's so interesting, isn't it? That, that, I mean, that's why people, yeah. they, they get such a... What, do they, what can they get? They have like a, a spiritual... Or, well, they can do, or, can't they? They yeah. can touch upon that stage of Shen, yeah, which, is, which yeah. sounds great. It, it brings them <laughs> No, it does. I mean, yeah. it, but it's very temporary, right? And it's also like yeah. a false... It, it's, it's not rooted in anything. Yeah, it's a false hit. So, yeah. so they, get this, they get this kind of... Um, what can I call it? Like an elevation of, of consciousness, right? Yep. You know, a raised consciousness, um, which is what people are striving for with meditation yes. and alchemy and stuff. But because it's not actually built in anything, they've done no groundwork. No. You know, they've got there in minutes. And right. it's not based in anything. It's not based in anything. It's not rooted in anything. And actually, oh, we'll talk about this in a little bit. It actually makes things worse in terms of in, in terms of permanent hiring. Yes. This is why conversations with cannabis philosophers is so boring. Yeah, exactly. They're obsessed. Like, they think they're being deep and spiritual and very it's wise. it's not based in anything. And you just, you fucking stone shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, philosophical talks of stoners. Fuck me. Yeah, it's fascinating to it's you. Not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this conversion process of speeding the Jing to Qi to Shen, right? And the yep. way it does that, actually, um, it kind of opens up the Jing. It allows, it, it, it kind of, um, somebody said to me, which I thought was quite a good, good mm-hmm. phrase, it cracks the Jing. Enables okay. cracks within yeah. the Jing so that the, the Shen can, can become unrooted. Yeah, it's a very interesting plant on that. It hugely basis, is. It's, it? it's amazing. But because mm. of the speeding up, yes. the body cannot keep up with this. Yeah. It can't keep up with this constant conversion from Jing to Qi to Shen, which would naturally drawing upon the acquired Qi to do so. Yes. So then it has, has to dip straight into our congenital Jing. Yeah. Uh, our, our Yuan Qi, right? Which it, is where the damage starts to come, This is right? where the damage starts to yeah, come. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. Can, I mean, that's where we get the munchies from, right? Or, yep. you know, if people are on cannabis, they get the munchies, they get um, increased hunger and increased appetite because they're trying to fuel such a, um, an increased conversion from Jing to Qi to Shen. Yes. They need the acquired chi. They need the acquired chi. Right? They're trying yeah. to speed it up. And, um, and so we Cheetos to, are the way to get it. Cheetos. Yeah. What's this? Yep. So we dip into the acquired, uh, to congenital yes. chi, right? Um, and this, like you say, this is where the damage comes in because this is where it starts to drain on the kidneys. Yes. This is where it starts to drain the kidneys. Um, but this also starts to generate a lot of heat within the body. Yeah, this generates a lot of heat within the body, hits the liver, hits the heart. Yes. Yeah. So you tend to, the first thing that, the, that, it hits long term. Well, first of all, you're going to start getting um, kind of anxieties and stuff. Yeah, well, this, this is it, right? So everything you described so far, uh, the conversion of Ding to Jita Shen and, and things like that is fine in small amounts, right? Yeah, yeah. This is it. It's small, small amounts. amounts because it's okay because the body has I mean, time to recuperate if I'm honest, and cope with that. My view on my view on on, on herbal medicine or, or medicine in general is different yes. to a lot of people's. I don't believe you should noticeably 
see the effects yeah. immediately. Yeah, I agree I th- with that I 100%. Think, yeah, I think, um, I think with, with any kind of medicine, because if you go from sickness to health so quickly, actually yes. the body can't cope with that. It yeah, it's too ad- fast. It's too fast. You yeah, can't yeah. adapt to that. Yeah, so, so, so even, even if, you, if you have... So medicine should be almost imperceivable other than a gradual increase of health over well, a period like, of time like until alcohol. you're normalized. Yeah, it's like alcohol, right? So, yep. so obviously alcohol is a, a great medicinal. Mm-hmm. If you are noticing the effects, being slightly drunk, tipsy, yeah. whatever, you've overdosed. Well, yeah, now it's affecting your liver. Right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so that to me would be, well, no, it's affecting your shen, isn't it? Well, you know, sure. So, okay. so, so, so you know, if you are noticing I mean, that, yes. you're noticing yeah, that on yeah. a conscious level, yeah. it's affected your shen, that's an overdose. Yes. If you are noticing the, the high off of cannabis, that's an overdose. that's an overdose. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But before it gets to that point, where you haven't perceived those changes, then that's at medicinal value. That's the, yeah, I mean, yeah. we can argue. We can go. For, you know, like you say, the cannabis nerds will talk about obviously um, how it helps with tumors and stuff. I mean, you, you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. extreme diseases and. and but I don't think that's that. why the majority of people are smoking cannabis. No, no. But I mean, you, no. you know, down to people talk like uh, microdosing and all this shit these days. Yeah, sure. Is it microdosing or is that correct dosing? I don't know. <laughs> to yeah. me, it's like just because your microdose is not really. I've I, I seen a lot of people with herbal formulas being given herbs and then very happy that they feel really strong stimulation from yeah. the herbs or something. It's um, not good. Or it's strong uh, sedation. Or, wow, those herbs are so strong. They shouldn't be. No, no. no. Because no, for no. your body to swing from completely um, wired, I guess, you know, yeah, if yeah, somebody's yeah. got insomnia due to excess, yes. you know, whatever type of excess, whether it's heart or liver or whatever, um, they can't sleep because of that. They get herbs and suddenly they're like, wow, this is so sedating. Yes. I crashed out. Yeah, That's yeah. not good. Because no. your body cannot, even though it's going from ill health to good health, it's so quick, the body can't adapt quick enough. And essentially this is what's happening with cannabis. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the body literally cannot adapt to this huge change um, in, in, in body chemistry, I guess. And the same issue, kidneys drained and liver deficiency and blood drains deficiency. Drains the kidneys, drains mm. the, the liver. Um, this creates obviously because of the, the, the liver yin is drained, so it, it stimulates the liver yang, but then also the kidneys are drained, so you're not getting the cooling of the heart. Yeah, so the heart's getting over overworked. So then you get the heart fire. This is where the anxiety. Comes so what's from. initially an uprising of shen starts to become an uprising of heart fire. Exactly, and then that yeah. can turn into anxiety and paranoia and things like this, right? Well, yeah. As soon as it hits the liver, yin, and blood yeah, deficiency, yeah. that's that's the paranoia, right? Yes. And then you hit the kidneys, which is the the, the insecurities and also the phobias, and then the the, the lack of motivation. The, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it can fuck us up. So this is the issue with me with something like this, and this is where it comes in. Is like that means that it's not it's not a cannabis issue; it's a dosage exactly. issue that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah. But with regards to the internal arts, somebody who doesn't do the internal arts. Yeah, sure, whatever you want to do. Somebody who does the internal arts. If you're doing it properly, the level of sensitivity in your body goes up yes. so much, so that actually you need less stimulation from yeah. things on the outside, right? Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you don't do Qigong and you drink a beer, you're right. Mm. If you do a lot of Qigong or Neigong where there's a lot of energy moving through the body, you drink a beer, it can Oof. really fucking hit you. <laughs> like all of a sudden that, that effect is amplified. So yeah. you take something like cannabis and you smoke that on top of doing proper- Doing these conversion processes yeah, anyway. Proper internal work, not, not yeah. shoddy stuff, but proper stuff. It's gonna hit you a lot harder. It does, it's, it makes everything more effective at what it's doing in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So don't if throw lighter fuel on the fire and get surprised when it goes yeah. flares up in no, your face. Exactly. Mm. Exactly, yeah. So I mean, I think yeah, I think with cannabis, it's uh, like I said, you know, it's uh, it's it's not by all means a harmful drug compared to some of the more yang drugs, yes. or it's not as addictive, obviously, as uh, some of the strong um, sedative drugs like heroin and stuff. Yes, um, but it's it's incredibly long term. Um, excessive use is, is huge, massively draining to the body yeah, yeah. because the way it the way it hits the kidney 
<coughs> Jing, the way it hits the congenital qi and Jing almost directly because the body simply can't uh, cope with the conversion, that just really messes up long term. And it, it does, it surprises me how many times, like how many people I meet who will be in complete denial hmm. that cannabis smoking can affect you negatively at all. Yes. There's lots of people yeah. in denial of that. Yeah. yeah, I know many people personally who've been I, I fucked up by yeah. I, well, I, I've, I've treated lots I've, in the clinic. I've been, uh, yeah. I've been, I've known people actually. Well, I can't, I can't mention any, any names or anything, obviously, but I've been um, admitted to to uh, psychiatric wards and stuff because of it. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not. Um, it doesn't mean to say that's how it's going to affect all people. No, not at all. But the potential is there yeah, because people are different. There. It depends on un- underlying factors, of course. But it's know, funny it's to me, it's because it's, it's like newly legalized. Because yes. I'm sure not many people would argue that alcohol can't do you any harm. Of course. Alcohol yeah. can't do you any harm at all. <laughs> but it's okay, like people still drink and things yeah, like yeah. that. And they wouldn't do it anything. But cannabis has, cannabis has become, in some people's eyes, the only drug that will do you no harm and can, yeah. you know, yeah. like, it's like, no, anything can do you damage. I think, I, anything can do damage if mm. it's taken at the wrong dosage. Yes. And that's the case, really. And, uh, you know, and we, we, I guess you could also, in a similar way, talk about mushrooms from this perspective. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's psilo- strange. People say mushrooms, that mushrooms, mushrooms will not do you any harm at all. And it's like, that, that actually works very sure similar, uh, well, kind of similar ways to cannabis, right? Except mm-hmm. it's a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. And it, what it does actually hits the heart a little bit harder to open up the, the heart orifices. Mm. You know, so, so it really opens up the shen even more. But it's, it's similar, you know. The, people say that it hasn't got any detrimental effects to the body. But yeah. you know, if if the the wrong person takes it at the wrong time or takes it excessively, uh, th- this is is causing. Well, people will justify their own behaviours. It's quite yeah. amazing, and, and yeah. I would argue that in some cases that's actually an aspect of Shen misting the mind. Well, that, no, completely. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, sorry, phlegm misting the mind. Yeah, phlegm misting because you're you're now justifying what if you actually thought logically you would know yeah. is complete bullshit. Completely, I, th- I think. Completely. So should cannabis be illegal? No, I don't think. No, so. no, not at all. No, not at all. Not no, at all. no, no. But because people I need th- to. Uh, I think people do need to understand. I mean, I'm not saying let's educate the world from a Chinese medicine perspective, no. but people do need to understand. But Chinese medicine people should understand what it's doing to the body so they can help tonify and well, help reduce that I think what's going to happen with legalized cannabis, yes. they might start getting a lot more people being affected by this. Yeah. So it's important so. to understand the, what it does to the body. Yeah, the conversion of Jing to Qi to Shen. And you'll only see the ones who've been made sick by it, right? Yeah. Completely. It's not like the people who've had really good experiences aren't going to come in for treatment for it. No, <laughs> it's exactly. going to be the ones who've been fucked up yeah. by it. Yeah. You know, even down to if if people don't if if you get a patient that doesn't see their their cannabis use as an issue, yeah, but they've come in with something else, and yes. then and you're thinking, where well, what's going on here? For some reason, they they seem to be quite chi or jing deficient, and they can't see, understand why. But then yes. it turns out you can see, or well, they, they are doing a little bit of cannabis and stuff. You know, that is gonna that is gonna massively affect some yes. You know. Um, just the same way that somebody that's drinking too much coffee and it comes into your clinic, you've got to tell, tell them to cut down the coffee, cut yes. down the cannabis, yeah, yeah. Or, or cut Ooh, down the alcohol. Getting people to cut down the coffee is quite tricky. Generally, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's, again, it's, it's a ritual. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's become a, it's habit. a habit. It's yeah, a habit. It's depleting, eroding the will. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe we should leave it here. Yeah, I think that was a good breakdown, quite a quick one. We went through it quite quick. Yeah, I mean, if you discuss addiction and drugs, it's a big thing. We didn't even really look yeah. at treatment specifically no, no. other than like understanding the patterns that lie behind yeah. these things yeah I think it's good uh, good understanding though of what's going on with yeah. each type of drug and uh, and ways it can affect us I probably want to just close by saying that I don't ever think and I think especially as a Chinese medicine practitioner as well it's quite important is that ethical judgments don't come in yeah. to the treatments because there's lots of ethical things around because people die from it and yeah, stuff like that and, yeah. uh, and I think that ethics aside mm. To me, as a therapist, that's unimportant. All that's really important is, especially not hurting anybody else, but like, mm. 
what is this thing doing to this person's body yeah. that might be exacerbating their condition and how is it that I become yeah. involved if, if that person requires yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, treatment. Yeah, yeah no, I think like that's that. a big thing. Yes. Mm. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you very much. Cheers, man. We'll leave it there. Take care. Thanks so much.